Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, finally, it's Mariner's Pod again. Thanks for being here. So we have a good one for you today. We're going to start with a conversation. Shannon Dreyer sat down with Mariner's catcher Tom Murphy. Something I think you'll enjoy. Also, we caught up with Justin Toole. He's the Mariners Director of Player Development. Talked all things system, especially relevant, uh, just coming off the heels of the draft. So uh, we'll have that conversation coming up. But let's start with Shannon Dreyer and Mariners catcher Tom Murphy. Well, Tom, this is certainly different here. You guys, it has been all about the bad weather for you this year. And this now, this the rest of the road trip, 90 degrees and up. You guys ready for this? <laughs> it's pretty unfamiliar. I feel like, uh, honestly, the last kind of hot day we had, it felt like Atlanta almost, you know. So uh, it'll be a little challenging. Luckily, we're inside in Arizona, so that always helps. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a welcome change, but it's here. <laughs> we're here. you got to play in it. That's all there is to it. How are you guys in the clubhouse right now? I know that everybody's aware it's just been up and down and up and down and no extremes, but right at 500. I mean, what what is the team's mindset of where they're at right now? Yeah, you could kind of say it's one of those 500 mindsets, too. Yeah, it's one of those things where your record kind of dictates your personality sometimes, and that's something that I sense going on throughout here. You know, a good game is almost like a sigh of relief, and a bad game is almost like, oh, no, it's here again. You know, and, and that's not a good place to be in by any means, and um, you know, we take that upon ourselves. Nobody in here wants to be doing, you know, being a 500 ball club going into August. We don't believe we're that kind of team. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things we're going to have to come together and work on this and, and hopefully find a solution. It sounds like kind of a pressure and kind of a um, pressure, yeah. 100%. It is pressure. And um, these are the expectations that come with having a good ball club, especially one that just made the playoffs. You know, this is, this is something that a few teams deal with every single year. Um, and unless you're kind of used to those sorts of things, it can be a lot to manage. What do you do? Uh, a lot, you know. Um, I try to structure my entire day around me coming here in a good mental space. Um, it's one thing for a baseball player to show up to the field and feel like they're going to be, you know, have a switch that they can turn on. Um, I don't really believe it works that way. I think your whole day has to be set up for that moment. Um, and if you're kind of out of whack off the field, you're going to be out of whack on the field too. Somebody once told me, and I think um, kind of the definition of a great teammate is somebody who has enough to take care of everything that he takes care of and something left over for somebody else. Do you see that? A little bit. Um, I see sometimes people sacrificing themselves for other people, and I'm not necessarily sure that's a good thing either. Um, I think the most important thing for everybody to understand is exactly what their job is and really define it in the most clear terms that they can possibly do that. If you get 26 guys doing exactly what their job is every single day, that makes for a pretty pretty powerful baseball team. Especially when you look at what you have here, and that's kind of been the biggest head shaker, I would imagine. That's everybody's frustration. You know, It's really easy to look at on paper what we have and say this team is a playoff baseball team. But like I said, unless you have all those areas buttoned up, uh, it's, it's not going to come to fruition. Let's look at some good here. Luis Castillo last night on the Hill. It was so good to see him get to 104 pitches. It was so good to see him 
lock in? What jumped out at you about his performance? Oh man, he was he was very locked in yesterday. I, I love the tempo and the pace at which he pitches. Um, it's almost like he can't wait to get to the ball and, and move on to the next pitch. And to me, that tells me I have a really really healthy pitcher out there, and he's in a good mindset, you know. And that's the biggest thing with Luis. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much you're able to see it on TV or how much the fans can see it, but. This guy is about as even-keeled as it gets. But underneath, there's this burning desire to go out and dominate every single game. And yesterday was a prime example of that. And he's a super fun catch, uh, pitcher to catch when he's like that. It's going to be the dumbest question ever. What was your favorite pitch last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, every out we got was great, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's He's been really working hard on his changeup. So there's some things like... You know, seeing some movement show up that I haven't seen before that I get super excited for him about because I know that hard work pays off. And when an elite player works the way that he does and has a, a mission in mind, it's pretty fun to see it come to light. Some of those change-ups, even though they weren't the biggest pitches of the game, I know that over the long run that's going to be something that's really important for him. Somebody once told me, and I think um, kind of the definition of a great teammate is somebody who has enough to take care of everything that he takes care of and something left over for somebody else. Do you see that? A little bit. Um, I see sometimes people sacrificing themselves for other people, and I'm not necessarily sure that that's a good thing either. Um, I think the most important thing for everybody to understand is exactly what their job is and really define it in the most clear terms that they can possibly do that. If you get 26 guys doing exactly what their job is every single day, that makes for a pretty, pretty powerful baseball team. Especially when you look at what you have here, and that's kind of been the biggest head shaker, I would imagine. That's everybody's frustration. You know, it's really easy to look at on paper what we have and say this team is a playoff baseball team. But like I said, unless you have all those areas buttoned up, uh, it's it's not going to come to fruition. What have you learned yourself? And you kind of brought it up a minute ago, and you brought it up a couple of interviews ago, that you can't do everything for everybody, that you have to take care of yourself. We look at you go out and get the double, the home run last night. Uh, what's something you've learned about that balance? Just the fact that the best version of myself um, the one that I really focus on is also the one that's going to help the team the most. Um, like I said, um, if I show up every single day and give everything I have to making myself the best product out there possible, I'm helping so many people along the way just by doing that, mm. especially my pitching staff, because now I'm, I'm, I can focus on them as opposed to focusing on a million different things at once. Um, and that's super important, especially when you're out here every single day in the heat, grinding through a season that hasn't gone the way that it should. Um, that sort of even keeledness is something that can't be underestimated. One of the things in taking care of yourself, I notice you are an earther, one of the many earthers that are out there. You do the barefoot walk. What does that do for you? Uh, it does a ton for me, um, just like many other things in my day do. Like I, you know, I'm a person that's uh, trying to find balance in my life, and I'm a person that's always ran extremely hot with a lot of energy. Um, so I try to quell those things as much as I can, um, the grounding, ice baths, breathing, my entire day is set up so that I can bat what I naturally want to do, which is kind of be like a child out there, <laughs> like a little frustrated <laughs> child. So um, it takes a lot of work for me to do that. It really does, and I have to focus a lot on it. But I typically always see the return on investment when I do those sorts of things. What's been the most peaceful place you've done that? <laughs> Man, we were just uh, we took all-star break in uh, – a, a town called Winthrop, which is about four hours from Seattle, and uh, we just had a small cabin in the woods, and we're in this like glacial stream the whole time. It had to be like 45, 50 degrees, 
and uh, my wife and kids, we were out there, and we actually found this, like, perfect pool within the stream that was neck high. And I uh, finally got my wife to do an ice bath, and I went out there, and I came out of there. I said, this is the best ice bath I've ever done in my life, and it just, like, everything felt right in that moment. Had you been to Winthrop before? Never to Winthrop. Uh, we've, we've been through the Cascades quite a bit. Uh, Diablo Lake's one of our favorite places to go and hang out, and kids go in the water there, and we go in the water there, so... It's a special, special place, and anytime we can get out in nature, we do. Oh, it's great to see you getting out and exploring a little bit, and yeah, there are definitely some spots that I think you would like, and even some bears, but we won't talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> Last but not least, you were taking that long walk with Andres Munoz. I'm not going to ask what you were talking about, but tell us something that people don't know about Andres. Yeah, I'm not sure many people know his history and how he kind of came up, but I mean, this guy was a triple jumper for Team Mexico at age 14. I mean... To think about that and the type of athlete that takes to do that sport is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at the product that's on the mound, and it's an incredibly rare product, right? It's a 103-mile-hour fastball with a wipeout slider. Um, all the physical ability in the world is there, just like everybody else here. Um, the part that we don't often talk about is the mental and the, and the emotional side. So it's one of those things where you, you look at the product on the field and you think it's complete, but nobody's ever really complete. And it's usually not the physical that we need to work on. It's that, it's that other side. So um, once those other sides start to get shored up, and, and, and really time is the only teller of those things, but once those things get shored up, you really start to f- see the physical come through, and, and that's that's the way it's going to be with my guests for sure. And he's going to be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tom, so good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And now our conversation with Justin Toole. Well, Justin, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, you're, I guess, over halfway through your first season now in your new role as Director of Player Development. How have things gone for you this year? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been fast. It's crazy that, you know, the year's almost over, the All-Star game and everything just finished up. And, uh, you know, it's been great. It's been been kind of a whirlwind of, you know, trying to get to know everybody and trying to get to know the players and kind of how, you know, how the organization run things and what they believe in. And it's, it's been a great process. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think I've enjoyed it so much. It's crazy to look up and see that it's the middle of July. <laughs> so in your role, it's wide ranging, right? Director of player development. What does your job look like on a day-to-day basis during the season? Yeah, a lot of things go into it. Um, I think the thing that I'm probably most passionate about is, is teaching and coaching. So um, a lot of like the continued education stuff with our our player development staff, um, talking to our coordinator group. Um, that that's a part of it. There's a lot of the logistical parts of managing the, the minor league rosters and the different moves, making sure, you know, we have enough pitching. If injuries are coming up, we're able to, you know, kind of, um, help the different affiliates that, that need help in the, the various spots. And then obviously the, the development piece of, of being a resource for our coordinators and for our coaches in terms of, you know, giving our, our, the, our players the best information to help them develop and become the best players that they can be. So a little bit of that, a little bit of this, uh, you know, a lot of things. But I think the thing that's been cool for me is we have such a great staff and a great support staff um, with our coordinator group. And obviously Andy being in my role previously, like he did such a great job and set up a, you know, a good system. And then with Justin and Jerry and doing what they do, it's, it's, it's been a great transition. And I've, you know, felt extremely lucky and extremely supported throughout the whole process. You know, one of the challenges on the outside looking in when you're dealing with so many different affiliates, different coaches up and down the system, what is the challenge like in terms of sending the same message from different coaches in different sports? How much of a, how much of a challenge is that? 
Yeah, I think I think the two things in baseball that you know people always talk about, um, you know, frustration and boredom are the two things that lead to, you know, a lack of success from a player standpoint. And and sometimes it's you're frustrated because you're not having success, and then you're trying to change things or do things differently, or you're bored because you're doing the same thing over and over. And maybe I'll change it or add a little bit of something, and then you kind of spiral in the opposite direction. So I think from a messaging standpoint. You know, we've done a lot of work, and obviously there's been a lot of things done before I even got here of, of what we believe in and what we value. And when you have the evidence behind it of this is what we feel makes a successful player and this is what we feel makes a successful organization, when you have that conviction and, and that belief, it's, it makes it easier to continue to, to send the same messaging. Um, obviously, we talk a lot about dominating the zone, and from a pitching standpoint, throwing strikes, um, getting ahead of hitters. Um, from a, a hitting standpoint, being able to control the strike zone, hit, hit pitches in the strike zone hard. And when you really believe in that and you kind of see the, the fruits of, of the labor that, that have come from that, it's, it's easy to continue to do that. I'm sure our staff and, and the players you know, probably get tired of us saying it and continuing to harp on it, but it's something we truly believe in and think that you know, the more we can message it and continue to message it, it, it lets them know two things. Number one, we really believe in it, but number two, like, this is the path that's going to give them the best opportunity for success. One of the most exciting days on the baseball calendar just went by, and that's draft day. I guess draft days, as it turns out. And the Mariners <laughs> sure. in a really unique situation, three picks in the top 30. For you, what does it look like after draft day? Guys start signing. They're into the system. What does the process look like after that? Yeah, definitely really exciting three days. Obviously, with it being in Seattle, too, um, was extremely special. But actually out here in Arizona right now, um, quite a few of our Newly drafted players are down here this past weekend and, and have signed and are beginning their pro careers. Um, it, it's fun to get a new crop of, of players in, especially as talented as the ones we were able to get in the draft. Um, and the hats off goes to our scouting group, group and the, the scouting department on you know the, the, the hours and the time on the road that they put in to be able to identify who they felt were going to help us um, as an organization. And um, you know, it's it's been fun to get to know those guys down here. It's 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 one of those cool things to to welcome them to the organization and kind of get their you know feet on the ground and feet underneath them for the first time. So definitely an exciting time for our organization to, you know, get this new talent in the organization and pair that with the talent that's already here. What's kind of the first message when you talk to guys that are on this journey? Maybe especially coming from high school, they're in a pro system for the first time. What are those first conversations like? Yeah, I, I, they're exciting <laughs> for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing that we try to tell is, is, is we try to, you know, this is what we're about. These are the things we believe in. But I think more than anything, just continue to tell the players to be themselves. Um, obviously, we've targeted them and brought them into the organization for a reason. Um, don't feel like you have to be anybody that you're not. Continue to do what got you here. Um, we'll continue to help you develop along the way. Um, I think that's probably the biggest message that we've sent. And then along the way, of, you know, it's different from a high school kid coming in versus like a college kid that maybe has been on their own a little bit. So there's a little bit more of maybe some life skill stuff that we work with our younger kids, specifically the high school ones with um, just to help them get, get on their feet with things that maybe they're not as familiar with or haven't accomplished yet um, just without living on their own as some of the college kids has. But um, I feel like just sitting down and meeting the guys that are here, it's, we've got a great group of players, but not only a great group of players, great group of guys. So definitely excited to get to work with them. There's been guys, of course, up and down the system having great years. Who are some of the guys that have really stood out to you during the course of this season? Yeah, there's uh, there's been there's been quite a few players. Some um, obviously, I think, you know, the names that, that obviously come to mind are some of our minor league players that have been up in Seattle helping our major league teams, specifically the pitchers. Um, you know, Bryce, um, Brian, and and Adcock. You've had guys like like Juan Ten that have come up there. 
um, Jose Caballero up there, obviously impacting our major league team. So I'm sure I'm, I'm missing a few um, as I'm sitting here thinking about it. But those are probably the biggest names that jump off for, you know, the fans in Seattle that, that are listening. But, um, you know, we've got quite a few young, talented players. Um, Cole Young, Gabby Gonzalez are two that come to mind. Harry Ford obviously was in, um, you know, the Futures game. Those guys are all doing well. Obviously, all three of them are now up in Everett together, which is exciting mm-hmm. um, for that group and also for our organization. Um, Jonathan Classe was also in the Futures game, um, outfielder who's currently in Arkansas. Um, he's been tremendous with, you know, I think he just stole his 50th bag the other day. Um, has, you know, double-digit home runs, is able to have that kind of rare um, speed-power combination. So um, those are a few that just jump out. Um, but obviously we've got quite a few guys, and we're really excited with the talent um, in our system and also with the new draft guys that we just got. You just mentioned the name Gabby Gonzalez, uh, a name that is starting to get more published, I think, when you start to look at lists and things like that. For fans that don't know much about him, what would you tell a fan about Gabby Gonzalez? What should they know? Yeah, Gabby, he's a, he's a fun personality. I'm always smiling. Um, you know, fun guy to be around, and, and he's a fun guy to watch on the baseball field, that's for sure. Um, definitely the hit tool is the thing that stands out. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that, regardless of the situation, he's always going to find a way to barrel the ball. Um, and if you look at his stats and what he's been able to do this season, it's been, you know, something that's carried him throughout the year. It's, you know, he's started off on such a torrid pace, and you're kind of sitting there waiting of, you know, when is it going to cool off? And it just hasn't cooled off. He's just continued to hit. Um, I think. I think I saw he was in the top three in minor league baseball in terms of number of hits that he's had throughout the year. So um, definitely a guy who's exciting at the plate, um, you know, can hit for average, also hit for power, um, and can play a good outfield too. So definitely a guy that, that we're really excited about. What's impressed you about Cole Young and what you've seen? Yeah, I think Cole's obviously another exciting guy. I think the most impressive part about Cole is even when you sit down and have a conversation with him, he's he's even keel. He's the same guy. Um, the game doesn't seem like it speeds up on him. The moment doesn't seem like it speeds up on him. He just always kind of seems like he's in control, whether it's defensively um, out of shortstop or, or in the box. He just, you know, always kind of the cool, calm guy. And um, his hit tool is something I know Jerry was excited about when we drafted him, um, Justin as well. And I think, that's something that's continued to develop. Um, he's been able to find some barrel. He's been tapping into a little bit of power. He's been hitting balls hard. Um, so, you know, he's another guy I can't say enough uh, just about the way he's not only went about his business, but how he's performed on the field. I'm curious to get your take because you listed Wu and Miller who have had huge impacts for this team. And we've already seen it, especially on the pitching side from Gilbert and Kirby. When you have now walked into this situation and you're kind of looking around and seeing what has been done on the pitching side so far and seeing what continues to happen on the pitching side, what has made the Mariners system so effective in producing such impact talent at the major league level? Yeah, that's a a great question. I think if we, I don't think that there's necessarily like a magic answer Mm. to that, but I think a lot of it comes from, obviously, Max Wiener um, and Matt Pierpont, our pitching group. Max, obviously, recently was hired by Texas A&M um, to be their pitching coach. Um, but what Max and Matt have been able to do um, this year, and Max, obviously, previous years, like they've set up such a great system that um, the players believe in. So, like, when our drafted players get here, we're able to talk to them about our, our system and what we believe in, and the players buy in right away. Mm. Um, and I think when that happens, you kind of create that mentality and expectation of, I'm a Seattle Mariner. 
I'm going to do my job and, and I'm going to do it well. And the expectation is like when we bring pitchers into our organization that they're good and they're going to continue to get better. And when their name gets called, they're going to go out there and perform. And I think that's kind of the cool expectation that is going on the last few years within the system. And obviously you have to bring talent in to be able to have that happen, which our scouting group has done such a great job of. So I think there's a combination of a lot of different things, but more than anything, like I kind of mentioned before, we, have a system that we believe in. Um, we have good people that are running that system, and, and I also feel like the players that we're bringing in have been able to not only fit in the system but flourish. And, and obviously when you bring new draft guys in and you kind of sit down and talk to them about Kirby and about the people that have come up through our system and what they're doing now um, with Kirby just being in the All-Star game, um, it's pretty easy for the players to buy into you know what we're talking about. So I think that kind of combination of a lot of things has been what's what's helped this organization be successful on the pitching side. Yeah, I have to imagine having those examples are invaluable for the buy-in that you mentioned. I mean, Wu and Miller are great examples who, in the scheme of things, weren't in the system really that long. They kind of rocketed through, and here they are having huge impacts this year for the Mariners. That's got to be invaluable yeah. to have examples like that. Absolutely. And it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun. I mean, you look at that double A pitching staff at the beginning of the year and just who was there and who's been up in, in Seattle. And then now obviously some are, are still there. Some have been, you know, bumped down to Tacoma, but just you look at that group. And I mean, for the rest of the group that's in Arkansas, the rest of them can look at them and be like, Hey, we know what it looks like to get to Seattle. We know what it looks like to get to the big leagues. They've seen what those guys have been able to do. And not only that group, but you look at Logan and you look at, at George and what they've been able to do as well. It's just, that's kind of become what is the expectation of we're going to go out, we're going to perform, we're going to pitch to what we need to do. And, and, and when our name's called, we're going to be able to perform. So I think just that expectation and kind of that confidence and like, we've seen this system work for these guys. We know it's going to work for us when our name gets called. And it's just, it's, it's fun for as a development group to see those guys. And I think the cool part is there's not a single person, position player, coach, coordinator that, doesn't tune in when Wu makes his debut or when Bryce makes his debut. It's everybody's excited. It's, it's a group effort. Um, and obviously the players are excited about it as well. I had an ex major leaguer who came up in the eighties describe going through a system as survival of the fittest. How, <laughs> how do you feel like the overall outlook on development has changed even since you were playing in the minors compared to now? Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard a, it's a very similar quote that was, you, "You don't make it to the major leagues; you survive the minor leagues." <laughs> um, and it's 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 true. I mean, it's it's baseball is such an unforgiving game. Um, there's so much failure in the game. Um, it takes a special person to be able to go out there every day and just withstand the demands of the game. Um, and I think just player development has has just changed in terms of a lot of times. Even when I started playing, you know, a few years ago there's so much more development that happens before players get to professional baseball now than it did maybe even 10, 15 years ago with social media and with the, you know, abundance of information out there. Players often have a better understanding of whether it's hitting mechanics, whether it's pitching mechanics. And then you pair that with technology and what people are able to do at facilities. Now, just the abundance of information out there, players are so much more equipped with kind of an idea of what they need to do. And, I think a good example is just this past week sitting down with our new draft guys and talking to them about a plan and approach on the mound or a plan and approach at the plate of what you're trying to do. And it's like the, the answers they give you and the things they're thinking about are so much different than they were maybe 5, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I think that combination of just information and technology, you know, they always say athletes are bigger, better, faster, stronger than they've ever been. And I think that that also 
happens in terms of the information that's off the field as well. Given your job now, is there anything that you know now, maybe it's something with technology, that you wish you would have known as you were playing in the minors? I, I, I don't think there's – there's anything that I didn't wish that I didn't know. Um, I think looking back on it, there's so many things. Um, and I think just like the thing that we, I feel like we do such a good job of here in Seattle um, with our player development is just individualizing and maximizing what a player's strength is while also trying to improve their weaknesses. And I think that's our process of being able to do that through our goal setting with, with our coordinators and our coaches and just our organization in general is, is something that, you know, going through that process, um, within each individual player, whether you're a first-round draft pick, whether you're a non-drafted free agent, um, it doesn't matter. We're, we're putting a plan together for everybody. And I think that that's something where as I go through those, um, you just realize different things that, that maybe when I was playing I didn't think about. And I think the biggest thing is just like the challenge level of when it comes to practice and just developing players. If, if you're not practicing what you're going to see in a game, um, it makes it tough to be able to perform in the game. And I – grew up in the midwest it's often cold and snowy in the winters and i a lot of times i spent time in the cage hitting off a tee or flips very little time off of machines or replicating more game-like environments as a player and i think that looking back that was something that i wish i would have done a better job of um so i think you know that's something that we try to replicate here is it's it's cool to see the players that we bring in that want to jump in the cage right away and be challenged with velo or hit off a machine definitely different than how I did things and looking back on it, I think that's something that I wish I probably would have done different, but uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of things now that uh, I wish I knew way back when. Well, Justin, I know you have a million things going on. Thanks so much for the time today. We really appreciate all the insight and congrats on everything this year. Absolutely. It's been great. Hopefully uh, get a few more guys up to Seattle and then continue to help them uh, make a push here for the end of the year.